back to the Be Well in You podcast. This is your host, Emiliana McNeil, with my co-host, Yesenia. And here we are going to be talking about forming healthy boundaries today, because not only are we very much close to Thanksgiving and just generally the holiday season, but, you know, we don't want you all to go back home and face those uncomfortable conversations at the dinner table when people usually are crossing said boundaries with a person in order to know about their life. So today we are going to really hone in on forming boundaries and knowing what to properly do when somebody has crossed a boundary or when you feel like you're teetering somebody else's boundaries. So to begin, what are boundaries and what are the types of boundaries? So boundaries are limits of what a person will accept when it comes to another person's words or actions. It's defined more of a spectrum from rigid to completely almost non-existent. There are many forms of boundaries like physical, that deals with personal space and privacy, emotional, sharing feelings, sexual, being comfortable in a sexual manner, intellectual, and financial as well. So there are many forms of boundaries. And then we're just going to kick things off. What's the best approach in forming a healthy boundary? Right. Well, I think one of the most important parts about boundaries is being mindful of where those lines are for you. And this is, I think, the hardest part because we most often don't realize what those lines are until Mm -hmm. someone's crossed them. Yeah. Of course, there are things that are rather clear to us like, oh, you know, like I feel most comfortable if someone stands away from me Mm -hmm. at a socially acceptable distance versus like when they're a little too close, that that might be a little more clear. Mm -hmm. But when we're talking about like the way someone talks to you and things like that, you might not realize like that doesn't feel okay until it's not feeling okay. Yeah. And then that's where we face this dilemma of like what to do next, right? I think we all are familiar with that feeling in our gut that something feels off, like yeah. something feels uncomfortable, but most of the times we ignore it, Yeah. right? <laughs> you don't say that something someone says upset you because you're like, maybe I'm overreacting. You kind of talk yeah. yourself out of it, right? Yeah. That's where it gets challenging. Yeah. Being able to like say something when a line's being crossed because you should respect those lines for yourself. I definitely feel that like when it comes to forming boundaries in my personal experience, it was like a trial and error period for me. Like, okay, the only way I'm going to know if I do have a boundary in this aspect of my life is if I push. And I, I feel like that's not the healthiest way to do it. So, I mean, my advice, I actually say go to student counseling. <laughs> They're here for a reason. And I know that for me, talking to somebody was the best healthy way to form the boundaries I do have for myself now. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's definitely not going to happen overnight. It is a long process. And I think we both agree that there are cultures that have like different ways of sharing information. Oh, they're more open to sharing information or they're not open to share information. So I think like the best approach, in my opinion, would definitely be go to student counseling and talking to somebody about it because we do do that thing where we convince ourselves that, oh, we're overreacting. Oh, it's really not that big of a deal. It's nothing. But obviously we internalize those type of feelings and we get to a point where it's more destructive rather than helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I definitely believe that student counseling 
it's the best approach yeah in my uh, opinion. figuring out boundaries is complicated when you bring up the culture piece i think that um a lot of the times when this idea of boundaries gets thrown around it feels very much a very western kind of thing so i'm latina that's my culture right and idea of boundaries is essentially non-existent <laughs> It's yes. cultures, right? Yeah. When you think about families, right? When you're thinking about holidays coming up, it can almost feel like see the most important thing. You have to like honor your parents. All these ideas yes. to tell is like there are no lines there, right? Or the priority is not you. And so when I bring up this concept of boundaries with people who are also Latino or coming from that similar cultural perspective, it almost feels like very foreign and like, what do you mean? Like I have like I'm coming from this idea of like other people are my priority. And so yeah. shifting that to me makes no sense. And so what I say to that is that boundaries don't necessarily are not necessarily one size fits all, one singular way of approaching it. Sometimes it's about navigating creating those lines in a way that makes sense for what are your priorities, right? So like I can still value my family and value like honoring my parents, but also bring some consideration more to me as well. So redrawing those lines in a way that makes sense. So for instance, a lot of people who come from immigrant backgrounds, they have to do like a lot of translating for their parents or a lot of navigating systems because their parents aren't familiar with them. And so that's obviously going to be a priority because you want to help your yeah. parents, but you might have to kind of like pick and choose when to extend yourself in that way. So it's not saying like all or nothing, like I'm not going to help my parents because I need to like prioritize me. Yeah. Right? It's more of like, okay, how can I also consider myself in this situation yeah. so that maybe sometimes I do it, but not all the times so that I'm not like expending myself too much yeah i think this is where like the importance of self-care and like yes. just mentally being aware of yourself comes <laughs> into play here i know for me um when i was going through my own type of process with my family and forming those boundaries and i'm still going through the process i am not finished far from finished and i feel like a lot of people aren't necessarily finished with boundaries like in life i think they continuously it's a life thing yeah <laughs> but for me i the way my environment being from the black community was set up it was like boundaries was like somewhat of a conundrum okay you share all your business to me but you don't share all of your business to me. Like, I don't want to know about your personal life, like love or like, I want to know about school. I want to know about your living arrangements. I want to know if like other things, but it's like certain subjects had boundaries automatically, but then like a bunch of other subjects are free for all. You're supposed to share this information with mm. your family. Like, I feel like it was more of like an obligation rather than a choice to express what was going on in my life, what would, how I was feeling about something, if I was uncomfortable about a certain situation I was in. felt like it, was, it wasn't as respected as what it is now. <laughs> yeah, but I was just wondering, so when a person has a boundary, right, and there's another person within the situation and they know that there are boundaries placed in the area of the conversation, but they don't know when to like back out or like, okay, I can still continue this conversation without disrespecting this person's boundaries. Is there like a way to know when that actually 
when somebody should back out or when somebody should continue on with the conversation, even though it's in the spectrum of where the person's boundaries are in. So like, I'm, I don't know how to really say this in a way that it'll generally be, the message will generally be communicated. But I know for me in personal experience, when dealing with somebody that I know that had boundaries about a certain subject and we were in that realm in the conversation, I always check in. Yeah, like, okay, all right, continue with the conversation. Is this okay? All right, continue with the conversation. So for me, I think the best way to recognizing somebody is getting uncomfortable with the boundary is always checking in and knowing that they have those boundaries in those certain subjects. But how can a person helpfully convey that, yes, I have a boundary and you are crossing it or you are close to crossing it? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think both sides of what you're bringing up are so important, right? Like us as individuals, we will and we can cross other people's boundaries, right? Like I was saying, it is a thing that we're constantly figuring out and reworking. So it's going to happen. So it does. Our hope is that that other person is going to voice that to us so we can be aware because we can't read minds. We won't know. Obviously, there are things to look out for, like a person's body language. So if they're seeming uncomfortable and you're seeing that, taking that as a signal of like, okay, maybe I need to check in if this is an okay conversation or not. Kind of like what you're saying. On the other end, if you're the one starting to notice yourself feeling uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. being able to voice that to the person, right? Because at the end of the day, we have to be our own advocates. No one else Mm -hmm. is necessarily going to guarantee that they will advocate for us. Mm -hmm. So if I'm feeling uncomfortable, I'm tensing up, but you're not reading that, which, you know, sometimes just aren't, people are not good at reading body language, (laughs) Um, or not super mindful of it. Then it's on me to kind of like say, hey, this is making me uncomfortable mm-hmm. or, Hey, can we change the top, like the conversation to something else? Or like me, me diverting the conversation to yeah. something else is me. like quietly moving us away. But I think the best thing is to be direct and clear. Right. So if I'm like talking to you and I'm like, Hey, I don't want to talk of relationships yeah. right now. Like, can we talk about something else? Mm-hmm. All right. This is making me uncomfortable. Like let's, let's, let's change the subject. Right. Yeah. I think most of the times what will happen is the person will hear that and be like, okay, let's divert. Yeah. Now, the the hard part (laughs) is when you draw that line and the other person does not respect you. I think that's where there's a lot of challenges. Now, I think what can stop people from even like drawing those lines is that fear of like, oh, the person is not going to respect it. But that shouldn't stop us. Like, first of all, you have to kind of draw the line and see if that person can meet that need and respect it. Most of the times they will. Of course, there are people in our lives who do not meet those needs. And you're positioned to make a decision about what happens next. Yeah. Ultimately, you need to prioritize your own well-being and your own safety. And so uh, sometimes we have to kind of leave that situation and walk away. Yeah. Which means the kind of the most drastic examples, like I have to like cross this person out of my life because they're just not respecting me. But sometimes it's about like being more firm about our boundaries and saying like, hey, if you don't like respect this line then I'm gonna have to change our relationship right or I may not have to be I can't be around you as much because you keep bringing this up even though I've told you not to yes right and those words seem so simple but like they hold so much weight to that because I know like generally people aren't like combative they don't want to like directly be like this is what it is and this is this and this is that and I don't appreciate this and I don't like that's just generally not what people 
are and yeah. especially college students I really want to like touch on well-being and self-care and prioritizing yourself because I feel that the boundaries topic is much more about the individual than the environment that they would be in and you know it's it's kind of weird in a sense terms to college students because we're like in this limbo like we're approaching adulthood but we're not there yet still have our parents that we have to answer to still but we are still becoming an adult so how can we like maneuver through that point in our lives in terms of boundaries because we still do have to answer to our parents and we have mm -hmm. that blind obligation to sharing what's going on in our life even if it's uncomfortable with us but still have the wherewithal and you know the time and the confidence to really prioritize yourself and prioritize your boundaries and that's when the spectrum of boundaries come into play. If it's more rigid than almost non-existent. Right. It's just the person needs to take away that time in order to deal with those and figure out what their boundaries are. But what is your advice for college students who are in that limbo spot and yeah. they're trying to be healthy <laughs> and form these boundaries with their family and friends, but still somehow have to obligate towards those questions. Like, so yeah. what is your best advice to that? I think those complexities that you're naming about being like a young adult, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to navigate, figuring yourself out, figuring out all these dynamics you hold. Yeah. And there are like unequal feelings of power here. And in some way will extend into your later adulthood, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> because you know, that relationship, that dynamic with your parents is always going to be there. Like, it, there's always going to be, like, almost like a, I have, like, feeling like a child. Of yes. <laughs> right? Like, that, that <laughs> continues, and it can extend to, like, with your, when in the future, with your boss, right? Like, feeling like you have an unequal power difference there. But at the, in essence, what's most important is you really learning to understand what feels right for you and what doesn't feel right for you, yeah. right? Like learning to give that little voice inside of you space and respect. Mm -hmm. Like I was saying earlier that drawing those lines is never like a clear, necessarily going to be like one way kind yeah. of approach, right? It's recognizing what feels right to you and then figuring out what's the best approach to making sure that that little voice inside of you gets a little space, right? Yeah. So for instance, thinking back to my college time, <laughs> um, my mom had this expectation that I should check in with her every day, right? And so it was a phone call. And if you know Latina moms, they want to be on the phone. <laughs> I'm like, you're talking about the terms right now, right? Like that, there is no room to be on the phone for a long time at all. Right? So <laughs> I had to learn how to navigate those waters and like, yeah. okay, this is asking too much of me and I cannot extend right now mm -hmm. so how can I redraw these lines in a way that makes sense for me and for my mom right because yeah. that's obviously still feels important to me mm -hmm. so what I ended up having to do is sometimes I was just not going to pick up the phone yeah. I would give her a heads up like hey I'm in exams I might not pick up the phone okay. so she might still call me but I'm already letting her know I may not answer yeah. and that wasn't always easy to do and I still felt that lovely guilt <laughs> I want to call her back but also like I have a lot of stuff going on right now so I yeah. can't necessarily do that so it's navigating all of that complicated feelings that can come about it but ultimately 
I have to kind of like anchor it in like, what do I need right now? And what needs to be the priority? And how can I make sure that this relationship is still working? Because I didn't want to just be like, I'm not going to, like, I'm just not going to pick up. I'm not going to tell you I'm not going to pick up. I have to like, just do me. It wouldn't feel natural or right to me. So it's like finding ways to draw those lines that make sense to protect yourself, but also to protect the relationships that feel important to you. Yeah. Speaking about relationships. Thanksgiving is coming up <laughs> and I know there's going to be conversations with those nosy family members about your life and what's going on. What are like some ways, if there's like a big group setting, like mm-hmm. what are some ways to discreetly and respectfully form that line early on so people wouldn't, you know, yeah. cross that yeah. line? So what are, what are some ways in a public setting? Right. That that would, you know. Yeah. I think it's complicated, right? Like, (laughs) I think you have to take in consideration what are the social spaces you'll be in, how you can maybe navigate those conversations with the people that will be there, right? So sometimes, like, you may have a good opportunity to have this really, the conversation with your family ahead of time, like, be like, hey, like, that was really tough for me. Please don't ask me about school, (laughs) right? And then they will be like, okay, we won't really, we'll try not to bring it up or we'll try to divert the conversation when uncle so-and-so brings it up, right? So that's another piece of it. Seek your allies in that space. (laughs) If it's a cousin, if it's your sister, if it's another parent, you know, Mm -hmm. find people that will also kind of be mindful of like, okay, there's a lot of family here. We know that you don't like talking about this, Mm -hmm. right? And so we'll try to divert the conversation away. We'll help you. We'll be your support system. So those are some ways that you can kind of try to establish some safe space around this. Now, if it does come up and you are not feeling comfortable, I think if you don't feel comfortable voicing that, like, hey, like, can we talk about something else? Which, you know, granted, sometimes these dynamics Mm -hmm. are safe enough for us to do that. Then finding a having like a plan of what you will do if that happens, right? Whether that means excuse yourself and leave the conversation for a few minutes and then come back. Whether that means like, hey, like I'm going to busy myself for te- like text a friend or something yeah. like that. You know, finding, like having a, pl- a game plan, essentially, like if this does come up and I'm feeling uncomfortable, what can happen next? And I'm not saying like this is simple. I'm not saying that it, mm-hmm. it's not going to be uncomfortable. It's yeah. actually happening. But it can feel a little easier going into it if you have a sense of like, okay, I know these people will, I have these people there that will support me. Either they're physically there or they're distantly there. So I know I can reach out to them to help you navigate those waters because families are complex. Yes. And we have people in our family that we know and we trust and we know that they'll have our back. And then we have people in our family that are more like free for all, like (laughs) you kind of flip a coin, you don't know what to expect, right? So it's, it's kind of having that plan going into it that might help you yeah I definitely agree with planning before going I know for me I always had an emergency game plan just in case I was in a setting that you know I couldn't like just blissfully go away and just Mm -hmm. reappear but I know for me and like my best tactic I always have one airpod in my ear at the dinner table I'll play them my favorite songs just in case Oh, I know this conversation might be going into might be going left. It might make me feel uncomfortable. I'm gonna focus on something else, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna play Subway Surfers, <laughs> oh. 
and just like try to tune them out because not only do I don't want to disrupt them and be disrespectful or right. anything like that, but I need to also prioritize my mental well-being and make sure yeah. I'm okay. I'm going to do the things that I know, you know, makes me happy, be it Subway Surfers, be it listening to my favorite song and just having yeah. that one AirPod in just to focus on that sound because it can just be a slight change. It's like, okay, I'm just going to focus on this rather than this. And yeah. you'll feel more comfortable in that sense. So that was my, that's the best method I've I had. love that. Yeah. yeah. You're actually, you're tapping into another really helpful strategy which is grounding you're yeah. finding these ways to kind of stay present but mm-hmm. more focused on one particular thing yeah. right like so I think what you just said is so important sometimes you cannot safely remove yourself yeah. from, and I say safely but there's a wide range of safety yeah <laughs> it's <just my laughs> not own. physical danger it can be that it can be like my own emotional yeah. safety right like sometimes it's going to be more of a thing for me to physically get up and walk away and that's going to create more chaos so it might feel easier or better to in that moment just stay but also like emotionally it doesn't feel like a safe space so then using something like to focus yourself or try to like tune out the mm-hmm. uh, the conversation that's making you uncomfortable yeah. it'd be helpful like whether that's music whether that's like fidgeting with like jewelry you know focusing on your food yeah. you know whatever you can find that works for you to help you kind of create a little bit of sense of like blanketing from everything else happening I definitely agree and it definitely works <laughs> it works once I found out like okay well I don't know. I think it was like a conversation with a friend that was actually going through. She was going back to Minnesota, I think. And she has a really big family, like 10 siblings. Like Mm -hmm. there's no type of privacy whatsoever. So what she told me was either play a video game, rearrange your food, listen to music, or if there's kids around, interact more with the kids rather than the actual adults. So I was like, okay, well, that that seems like that's like a more healthier route to go. Like you're yeah. still engaged. You're not disrespecting nobody, but at the same time, you're prioritizing yourself. Yeah, I think those are the, like one of the best approaches when it comes to how to go into the holiday season with those nagging family members that want to know everything. <laughs> but yeah, I think that about covers it. Thank you so much again for always helping me and always being here for me and always being my co-host and always giving such valuable information. Again, you can see the full transcript on marymount.edu and you can hear us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I hope you all have a lovely Thanksgiving and an overall lovely holiday season. Bye! Bye.